Hey everybody, Adrian here with just a quick editor's note. This podcast was recorded quite some time ago, I believe about six weeks ago. I got really sick and I couldn't sit at my desk for the longest time. I missed out on work, but now I'm back to feeling better and we're looking to get back into the swing of things for real this time. Thanks for listening and we'll talk with you again soon. Welcome to the green screen of death. My name is Adrian and my name is Bill. We're on episode 89. Couldn't find any sports people. Really? Yeah. I thought thought for sure. Amari Cooper was 89 until two weeks ago. What about Alexander Mogilny? I didn't check hockey. That might, is (laughs) Mogilny 89? I'm pretty sure he was 89. But I got movies from 1989. Okay. The best film in the 1980s. Do the right thing. Nice. Field of dreams. Oh, dude. Field of dreams. You build it. They will come. Oh, dude. I cry every time I watch that film. Same here. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Roadhouse. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because you can't not say Roadhouse. (laughs) Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. And a little John Woo film called The Killer. Right on. It's a pretty good year for genre films. Cool. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I went to TwitchCon. Just after our last podcast aired, or no, before, because I forgot to post it (laughs) and I didn't bring my laptop with me, so I couldn't post it from my room. And I tried to get you the episode, but it was only read only or something. Yeah, it didn't work. (laughs) That's that's my fault. So I apologize Ah, to everybody. It's all good. But uh, I had an amazing time. The people were incredible. I met a lot of really cool people. Adrian's a star now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody knows who Adrian is. That's right. It, it was cool, though. I made a lot of really good connections and met one of my heroes, and he had really kind things to say to me, and he inspired me to pursue higher goals. Nice. I'll just say, put it that way. He just he said, like, your voice, man. He's like, I bet people love your voice. And I said, yeah, you know, people said they tune in just to listen to me talk. And he was like, well, do you do anything else with that? And I was like, well, I have a movie podcast. And he's like, yeah, but do you have anything else? else like that you get paid for motherfucker that's enough okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> stick with the goddamn podcast that's right <laughs> uh but yeah i it's my goal now to take some voice lessons and uh, pursue something it would be pretty cool to be in commercials or whatever you know dodge ram <laughs> that's right it's a great pickup <laughs> yes I'm trying to think of other commercials. That was was my my radio voice. (laughs) Sorry if it wasn't very impressive. Yeah, no, they usually go for like a Sam Elliott type for those, so I don't really have that. My mustache is great. (laughs) That's right. Or is it his mustache talking? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's got its own titles and yeah it's awesome yeah uh hey my boston red Sox won the goddamn world series baby hell yeah dude oh, congrats the, <laughs> the final game yeah i grabbed like a four pack of guinness nice and like a 250 mil of captain morgan nice right and proceeded on. to pace up and down my place for three and a half hours because i was so <laughs> bloody nervous damn it was people don't understand when i watch sports i am so tension filled that i don't want to be around people okay. i don't want to speak yeah i just want to watch and be a complete nerve ball yeah. and just yeah die off energy that is not going away until the game is over yeah yeah i th- i think one time i asked you if you wanted to watch like a footy game and you're like it's probably best if you don't if we don't no i don't i don't do sports very well i'm a yeah. huge fan and it's really important to me and uh when the final out happened when chris sale struck that dude out i sat on my couch and it was like a mixture of like laughter and crying okay yeah. it was like a, like a full like release yeah it it was just 
cathartic. Cool, it was man. awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. And oh, congrats. Man. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but they did it. So yeah. I'm super happy. That's cool. So, yeah, I was watching from my room, and I think I sent you a text after. I was like, congrats, man. So, it was a wacky series, man. Yeah. That fucking 19-inning game. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, we've got a really young team, so hopefully this is the first of many. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, some little video game came out. Red <laughs> Dead Redemption game. 2. Yeah, that's right. Did you hear it made... 750 million dollars in three days Jeez, really it's like the second it's like it's like bigger than like the avengers movie worldwide <laughs> yeah the avengers movie made less than red dead redemption did in three days that's that's crazy yeah good for them though yeah oh, that's that's awesome i haven't played much okay yeah. you have yeah i've played a ton i've gone hunting a lot that's like my main thing right now nothing wrong with that nothing yeah, it's, wrong with that it's fun you gotta you gotta pimp your character up a little bit <laughs> that's right it's an RPG, man. You got to grind. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're a movie podcast. So, Filmstruck. Yeah. Leaving. We don't have it in Canada, so I couldn't even tell you what Filmstruck is. Yeah. But uh, all you Americans and whoever else in the world has it, I'm sure it's a really great service, but I couldn't even tell you if it's great. Mm-hmm. It sucks that it's leaving, but man, I wish I had it. Yeah. Because I actually have to buy Criterions. I don't just like go onto my like android box or ps4 and watch filmstruck yeah which would be sweet but uh yeah I, it sucks that it's leaving but man there's a reason why it's not making money mm-hmm. it's in three territories it's in like oh, right. latin america the united states and like england or something like that yeah canadians love good film too yeah it's crazy <laughs> stupid yeah and and you couldn't tell me that like uh countries like france or germany or japan whatever there's a reason there's a reason why netflix works yeah because everybody has it that's right yeah a couple more things yeah i usually don't do this but uh nice to see democracy back in the united states yeah that's true absolutely (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say about that usa yeah and uh rest in peace stan lee yeah man the myth the legend the man man he uh he he lived through marvel being bankrupt Mm-hmm. To being the biggest entertainment company in the world, like Disney. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's been through it all. Yeah. And he lived a life, man. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Wish man. I had a life like Stan Lee did. Yeah. He's been relevant for decades. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he lived hard. Yeah. Made some amazing characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie cameos, those were fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be mean about that kind of stuff. People were yeah. kind of getting tired of it, but. Oh, yeah. I thought they were harmless. He's the man. Yeah. They were harmless. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And one thing I want to say real quick is just it's shitty that people are like posting memes about his death. Have you seen those? No. Like, you know, Thanos snap and all that stuff. Oh, and fuck it's just off. like, oh man. And like Thanos standing over his grave, you know, like, only you wanted to get rid of half and not you. And it's just like, what do you do? Dude, fuck like, you. It, it's, it's not even too soon. It's just in bad taste. It's just not funny. No, like, it's, yeah. it's, that's poor form. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a lot of shitty people out there. It's just a nice way of realizing, oh, that's a shitty person that I'm no longer following. Luckily, I saw none of that on my feed. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. You got anything? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted a couple shout outs. Some of my friends on Twitch, like uh, Anarchy and Dino, I 
think maybe Ender and a couple of others have been tuning into our podcast. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick thank you for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Nice. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to pimp it out as much as I can through the Twitch stream because people say they like my voice. Well, <laughs> here's one place where you can hear my voice for about 90 minutes. And uh, it, it's fun. Which is funny because I'm the loud one. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Homeboy uh, Heretics Anarchy has got some really good opinions on film. He's watched a lot of crazy stuff. He saw Inside. I didn't get his comments on it yet, but uh, maybe in a future episode we can get him to, to join the movie club. Sweet. Yeah. So, and one other thing Movie Bears podcast, they just recorded their 300th episode. So, a big shout out to you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we jumped in and had some words with them that's right congratulate them uh they started a year before us Mm -hmm. and they're 210 episodes (laughs) ahead of us (laughs) that's right that's some hard-working dudes so we've missed a few episodes we've missed a few a few few, like six month gaps there (laughs) yeah Yeah. so uh we we always come back yeah that's right (laughs) that's right like travolta we're like the boomerang of podcasts (laughs) we always come back that's right uh, so yeah, big congrats to you guys and uh, look forward to more. And I mentioned to Will, but I'll also mention it here uh, because of the movie bears, I've learned a ton uh, about the LGBTQ community since, since I got to know them. Like I've learned terms that I never, I was <laughs> never familiar with, but it's really important to learn these things. Totally. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, just, not, I'm not offended by that stuff. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just the terms. I'm just talking about no. just life in general. And plus, they're really good guys. Yeah. That yeah. was one of the great things about Fantastic Fest two years ago when we went. To, we, mm-hmm. we got to meet them, and they're like the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome when you meet people on Twitter, mm-hmm. from Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they're actually really cool people. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like assholes. <laughs> yeah. They are the greatest people. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. So yeah, shout out to you guys. Congrats. And uh, we're uh, we're getting close mm-hmm. to episode 100. Yeah, 100. That's crazy. And God damn it. Bill's got plans for episode nice. 100. That's cool, man. Bill's really bored of work sometimes. Oh, okay. He thinks, I don't know why I'm talking to the third person here. <laughs> yeah. um, Bill thinks of things yeah. when he's yeah. at work. And uh, I got plans okay. for episode 100. Nice. And it's going to be brutal. It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I don't know, man. We've had a few tough, tough movie clubs. Bill choices. Bill likes his lists. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's gonna be tough. Nice. Yeah, wicked. I'll leave it at that. But our, our top one hundred since we started recording. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it out of the bag. How about that? Sure. My thought is the list of lists. Yeah. The top ten of our top tens. Oh, so far. Yeah, that would be really cool. So not only did we get to rank the best of the best. Maybe, just maybe, we can fix a few of the errors we might have had. Yeah, yeah. Something's... Like leaving room off our... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, repeat viewings open stuff up. Totally. So your, your view of a movie might change. I think about that all the time. So yeah. I'm curious how many of the quote-unquote number one films actually stay at that position or something below it jumps above it i'm kind of curious yeah maybe you'll fix your phantom thread ranking (laughs) maybe maybe it'll make the top 10 (laughs) yeah that'd be the ultimate um yeah that's a great idea man let's do it 
You say that now <laughs> until you have to do it. And you're like, true. God damn it, Bill. This is impossible. Fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, the, the list of lists. Nice. I dig it, man. Yeah. I dig it. I can already tell you that there is no change. The The worst film is still Human Centipede 3. There's not, there will never be another worst film that we'll ever review. Yeah. Even Olaf's Frozen Adventure, <laughs> oh, which, man. by the way, got its own Blu-ray. It got its own Blu-ray? I saw it on an ad today in Best Buy. It got its own fucking They're Blu-ray. such whores. Oh, it's bad. It's 20-something minutes long, and it got its own goddamn Blu-ray. And it's just, it's the worst kind of cash grab. They're like, <laughs> oh, whatever. I won't be buying it or renting it, damn it. I'm I had at- to sit through that shit. What mm. was it? What did it play with? Coco. Oh, I remember watching it. And at some point I turned to Sarah and I was like, how the fuck is this still going on? <laughs> These are supposed to be five minutes. It was not. Oh my gosh. So do you got a rant? I do. How about you? I do. You, you want, it sounds like you're fired up. Fuck. I'm furious about this <laughs> one. Let's go. I'll let you go first. So, uh, we like good horror films on the Green Screen of Death podcast. Uh, we always say support good horror films. But when they don't open in Canada, or when they only open on four screens in Canada, total, Ooh. one in Vancouver, two in Toronto, and one in Montreal, Suspiria isn't opening in Canada. That's crazy. We don't get a chance to see Suspiria. It was supposed to open this weekend, and they pulled it. I heard from the distributor. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, no- November 16th. Nope. Man. Not opening. So guess what? That's the film that's going to stop us mm-hmm. from making our top 10. Yeah. And it opened in November. That's fucked. So we'll have to pray that our friend gets a screener and maybe maybe we'll see a DVD copy. See, That's so fucked. As I said, I was talking to the distributor. So maybe I'm, I'm trying to work something out. Mm-hmm. But fuck me. Yeah. I'm furious. That's I really brutal. want... It's, it's not that I... I oh, yeah. I've got to make my top 10 list. No, I want to see the film. Want to support it. We have the original film and movie club. Mm-hmm. We both love it. Mm-hmm. I love Suspiria. Yeah. I love Luca Guadagnino. Mm-hmm. I love everything about the new one. All the actors, actresses, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Show me the film. That's outrageous. I, 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 I know it's it's kind of an... Like, it's not going to be a, like a big film. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for a certain audience. Yeah. But don't bury it. Yeah, stand behind your product, man. Give me a chance. And it's Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they've got money to burn. <laughs> and so it, I'm, what I'm hoping happens is that it, it bombs so bad because they buried it. It'll be on Amazon Prime in a month. But you know what? I don't want to watch it on my TV. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. See, it opened in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and I was told it was opening in Victoria two weeks later. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to Vancouver. Yeah. I was going to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going to fuck this up. I'm not going to get I I got to go. Yeah. They're like, no, it's opening. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's gone from Vancouver now, so I can't go there now. That's so brutal, man. I'm pissed. Yeah. That's <laughs> uncalled for. So I hope everybody who got to see Suspiria loved it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. I would have loved to. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Rant out. Yeah. That's that's absolute absolute trash, man. Like, that's... The fact that they would bury it in Canada like that, uh, it's just outrageous. 
everybody on my Twitter feed is talking about it. They're all talking spoilers. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's the main reason why I'm not on Twitter these days is because it's that time of year where people think it's okay to watch these limited release films and then talk about major plot points as if everybody has seen it. And it's like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like... We don't do that when we're on Twitter. We don't... And we could, you know? <laughs> we go to all the film fests. I've seen lots of films people yeah. haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. You could say, you know, at the 80-minute mark, when the, the, the person who shows up in the credits, third their third build, when that person dies... I was shocked by that. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, mm. <laughs> fuck you. We don't do that shit. Um, Everybody has poor form nowadays, man. They do. Nobody has any couth. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. For sure. Good rant, man. I, I agree with you. Mine is less heated. Uh, I'm going to calm down over here. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> it's all good. Here's one for you. It, it shouldn't get you too worked up. And I'm not too worked up, but I. it's something that annoys me every single year. Seasonal films. What counts as a Christmas film? Some of the things I think Motherfucker, of. Motherfucker, <laughs> if you say die hard. <laughs> Here's what I think of. When I think of a Christmas film, what are the requirements for a Christmas film? I think of, you know, life lessons that are learned, family values. For some people, it's enough just to say it takes place during December. There's a Christmas tree in the movie, so it's a Christmas movie. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Inside Lewin Davis because there's snow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's re- that's one reason. There you go. <laughs> that's right. Christmas movie. It's got snow <laughs> inside Lou and Davis. Yeah. But there are some people who just like saying a particular t- two-word movie because they think it sounds funny. Well, that joke is so fucking tired. And I hate it. And I hate that we have to deal with this every single Christmas. And um, here's another one. Is, is Gremlins a Christmas movie? No. No. It, it, it takes place during Christmas, though. So? <laughs> Is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a Christmas movie? No. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I is, just... is The Grinch a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're reviewing it later. But... That's right. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I hate this time of year for that reason. It's something that bothers the hell out of me. And people think it's funny and cute, but it's never been funny or cute. You're just a freaking idiot. That's my rant. Die Hard's a documentary about a cop who's <laughs> guarding a building, right? That's right. Yeah. It is. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Die Hard. <laughs> Fuck Die Hard. <laughs> Fuck everybody who likes Die Hard. Yep. <laughs> Leave our podcast. I don't care. <laughs> you were never welcome anyway. <laughs> so uh, that's my rant. Now that we've got some rant action out of the way, I think we're ready. I think, I think I've calmed down. Yeah, good, good. Right I was on. pretty heated there. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good, man. I had to use my, my angry voice there. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I actually had to turn your levels down a little bit. You're you're peaking a bit. I was, I was heated. I was <laughs> it's heated. It's all good. It's all good, man. Let's get into some movie talk action here. So we've got a few new movies to talk about. The first one is Brian Singer's? Question mark? Yeah, <laughs> slash Dexter Fletcher. Yeah. We'll get, uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. So let's talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, so for those hiding under a rock, what is Bohemian Rhapsody all about? Uh, yeah, directed by Brian Singer slash Dexter Fletcher, a chronicle 
of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at Live Aid in 1985. Thank you, IMDb. You glossed that entire film over. But guess what? So does the movie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, does the movie. Yeah. Uh, Romy Malik, Gwilym Lee, Ben Hardy, and Aiden Gillen. Uh, whoo, man. When this movie works, it works. Yeah. But it always involves music. Just the music stuff. Because, man, the plot does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not only is it, like, fiction. A lot of this movie is fiction, folks. Yeah. Like, oh. they fuck around with, like, the song when they release the singles. And, like, they play music out of sequence. Yeah. And it's like, that didn't come out until, like, 81, you fucking liars. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, gotta say, I, gotta, I gotta say, like, uh, if, if the music wasn't on the screen, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Malik's really good. He's awesome. He is just freaking Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And it's really amazing. Yeah. You know, kudos to him for everything he did that that's feels like a lock for an oscar nomination for sure yeah he's he's like the best performance in the worst movie and the the guy who played brian may is really good uh the whole band is good oh yeah yeah other than the fact that they're completely underwritten yeah holy uh and they're 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 written to be the the nicest english people in the world yeah they have they're, no they have no potty spirit in them. They're completely sanitized. Yeah. There's a scene in the movie where they tell uh Freddie to calm down and to stop partying so hard. It's like, <laughs> motherfucker, you are doing that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> like look at Brian May's hair. That guy yeah. that guy partied. Oh yeah. 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 He was doing some lines of coke and lines of women and yeah. the, other humans. The story feels like a watered down version of a huge rock store's st- story. Uh, and because you know what, we all love Queen, so play a song every ten minutes, and we won't be pissed. But you know what, it's a biopic. Mm-hmm. All biopics suck. Yeah, I've got in my notes here. Name the last good biopic. I'm gonna cut you off right there because you can't. <laughs> there is no good biopic. <laughs> there, and no, none of them exist. Did you just Dwayne Johnson me? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, but and the thing is, like, th- this is no secret, no spoiler. His uh, there's a moment where he comes out uh, and talks about his sexuality, and that scene is just awkward at best. And um, I think it was a disservice to the way he carried himself. You know, like um, I even saw members of the LGBTQ community uh, posting on Facebook. They had concerns about that scene, and I was like, yeah, you know, something felt off for me. But they really put into words. Um, cause he talked in the scene, he says, I'm bisexual. And the other person's like, no, you're gay. And it's like, is it really for that person to say that? Like, and it just, and just like the way they handle like the, the AIDS epidemic too. It was like, it, I don't think it was intentional or malicious, but like the whole, if you're gay, you're going to get AIDS and die. Like that felt like that was the message they were getting across. Like if you do this, then X happens. And yeah, they were a little tone deaf on that subject. Yeah. Tone deaf. Uh, yeah. Music. Um, <laughs> oh. That was bad. Sorry. Yeah. The thing is, we all love the music. Yeah. And that's what I think most people are here for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people loved, loved, loved Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And uh, the, the making of the music stuff's really good. Yeah. I was really into that. The, the, the making of Bohemian Rhapsody or We Will Rock You, how they got all, a bunch of people to like stomp their feet. Yeah. yeah. This is really good. Mm. But man, I could give a fuck about anything else in this film. Yeah. Make it stop. Yeah. Play another song. Yeah. 
when's Live Aid coming? Like, jeez. Yeah. And, and possibly his most important relationship is just kind of an afterthought in this movie. I thought that was really unfortunate. But and uh, I, I don't, I, I might be speaking on a turn here. So if I am, somebody tell me. But the movie almost made me feel like Freddie Mercury got AIDS because he looked really seductively, seductively in men. Yeah, that's... That was about as far as they went in terms of showing that there was there was a, there was a really bad fade in this film mm-hmm. um, involving a song, mm-hmm. another one bites the dust. Oh right, that's absolutely goddamn awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they didn't handle the AIDS stuff very well at all. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think um, Freddie Mercury had AIDS during Live Aid. No, he didn't. No, he, um, he found out like years after. That. I know, but yeah. conveniently for the movie. They gave him AIDS during that. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Right before that. What the fuck is that? To try pull the heartstrings. Uh, That's really terrible. It is. It's manipulative. It's And and you know what? They're a popular band. People actually know this stuff, so you can't you can't probably fool us on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think um Forgive me if I'm misquoting, but I think Will called that like an emotional crutch in the movie. Yeah. It was really just come on, you can you can get an emotional pull without using that. But yeah, it's all about the live aid performance, right? Yeah, that was cool. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Like like almost worth the the price of admission kind of stuff. Like it's you watch it on YouTube and you're like, holy crap, he like nailed it. Yeah. It's perfect, and it's probably one of the greatest live performances ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just, the whole band is just on fire. The crowd is on fire. Yeah. And it's great, but man, what a disappointing film. It is. I, I, I can't even tell you how much, um, like, how disappointing this film was, but I knew it was disappointing because mm-hmm. they, they dropped Brian Singer. Yeah. Because he had allegations against him, but you just, you, you just can't drop your director. Yeah. When you've already filmed more than half the film. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. Yeah. And, and this movie doesn't work. And didn't Sasha Baron Cohen have his own version of this that he wanted to do? Yeah. That would have been cool, but, but could we'll you never get, know. Could you get better than Rami Malek, though? Well, I think the story would have went further. <laughs> like the, but who knows? Um, I don't know. It's very forgettable, though, for a, a band and a, an artist who left a huge mark on this world and still leaves his mark on this world uh, years after he's gone. It's a shame that this movie is so bad. Uh, and really, if, if you see this film... And you're like, man, that, that music's really good. And you don't really know Queen? Mm-hmm. Go into their back catalog. Yeah. One of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Oh, yeah. And not only, not only is Freddie Mercury probably the greatest frontman of all time, Brian May is like the most underrated guitar player of all time. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. Yeah. He was like Tom Morello back <laughs> in the day. Oh, totally. Just doing weird stuff that nobody had ever done before. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess what you said, that's the elevator pitch for Queen. Because I, I was trying to think of like ways you could talk about their music really quickly, but you, you can't really put them no. in a category. No. It's just... They changed every album. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to pay homage, check out their music. Yeah. Skip this movie. This should have been better. It should have been. It really should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with the disappointment of Bohemian Rhapsody, let's move into the disappointment of the next movie. (laughs) I don't even know who directed this one. (laughs) Let's talk about Overlord. Okay. What is Overlord all about? Directed by Julius Avery. Okay. 
Sure. <laughs> a small group of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. Jovan Adepo, Wyatt Russell, Pilo Abiek, who plays uh, Euron Greyjoy on Game of Thrones. Oh, that's who that oh. I love. I love Euron Greyjoy is yeah. so good. That's He didn't have his guy liner. No. Oh, that's why I didn't recognize him. Damn it. Yeah. He's 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 good. He's awesome. Um, oh man, for a, for a <laughs> for a genre film, this sure isn't a good genre film, and it's not even like a good like military film. No, it's it's like for for close to an hour. This is like a, a standard Americans hide from Germans film. Yeah, when you're like, where's the genre stuff? Yeah, and then when the genre stuff comes, you're just like. I didn't do much better. Yeah. Where? Why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why couldn't they have hit the ground and have the genre stuff just bam right away? Yeah. Uh, because that would have been a George Romero film. <laughs> That's true. I guess so. They don't want to rip him off completely. No. Um, I think our friend Marina said it the best. Um, these movies, they come out every year. She said in her, in after the credits podcast, she said, I saw four of these movies. Like this year alone already, and I was like, "Damn it, I should have listened to Marina on this one." Um, but yeah, this is generic. Yeah, so it's like Americans hiding from Germans for an hour, and then the Americans find out the Germans are making some super beast serum underground under a church. Yeah, and they give the people the serum, and they become like invincible and super angry <laughs> yeah and they could they call it they call them thousand year soldiers because the germans are going to use them for a thousand years because they're oh, super oh yes i just explained the plot better than the film did yeah. though that's yeah. the problem yeah and i think it actually took it may have taken closer to 70 to 75 minutes, is my <laughs> guess, for things to start happening in the movie. That's a real problem. But don't worry, folks. This is an American film. So eventually, America Fuck Yeah applies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the subgenre. America Fuck Yeah. yeah. So you know the Americans are going to find a way. Oh, yeah. Against the entire, the entire German army in a city. <laughs> There's like four of them. Yeah. I love how... The filmmakers very clearly watched a lot of Band of Brothers and Wolfenstein. They played the game. <laughs> they had a guy who played Garnier. Did you notice that? Yeah. The, if you've watched Band of Brothers, there's a character. And, and, if, and if you haven't watched Band of Brothers, you better get on that right now. Yeah. They also call him Gonorrhea. But the guy does like a, a pitch perfect like imp- impersonation of Garnier. And that was so distracting. It, it bothered me. It actually pissed me off. It's like, okay, we all saw Band of Brothers, and we all loved Garnier, but now you're tarnishing the, his good name. So, even as like a a bad '80s action film, this doesn't even work mm-hmm. because at least they knew they had to give you the goods. Yeah, there's no goods here. Yeah, there's maybe 20 minutes of goods, and it's not very good. Yeah. We don't care by the time it gets to that point. We're yeah. like, we're so bored and taken out of the film. Yeah. Oh, this sucked. Yeah. This fucking sucked. <laughs> it did. Everybody at Fantastic Fest lied to us. Because that got fantastic reviews out of there. You know what? You know what, though? 
I like Wyatt Russell. He's awesome. In I think he's a good talent mm-hmm. uh, who deserves better films. Yeah, he does. Because uh, when he's with really good like talent, like uh, a Richard Linklater, mm-hmm. he's great. Oh, yeah. Man. And, he, and he showed that with great material. Um, even he sucks here. I just, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I hope the check had a lot of zeros, <laughs> dude, but I'm sure it didn't. Cause this film costs nothing to make yeah. and it looks like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The CGI rendered on a PlayStation two. Totally. I, I wish everybody the best, but this film sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why you probably never heard of it actually. Yeah. Like how many people actually saw this film this weekend? Yeah. Oh, us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. I got excited. <laughs> I was I had high hopes going in, but can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> so that's we, we really can't win them all in this episode. No, we're over two. Over two. Shit. Hey, does it get better? I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey, the movie club's great. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, Scott Mosier's. Scott Mosier. Scott Mosier in the house. How awesome is that? Of Mallrats fame and yeah. Clerks. Kevin Smith's big <laughs> producer from the 90s. That's right. Um, he's been doing his own thing for a while now. Yeah, right? for sure. As a producer. Yeah. Like, uh, what's it been like the last 10 years, maybe more? He's been doing like all his own stuff. You, you, you know, when, you know, Kevin Smith's movies went off a giant cliff? Yeah. He was no longer producing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not a coincidence, folks. <laughs> uh, but he took his talents over to Illumination for the Grinch. Banana, banana. Okay, so what is the Grinch all about? Directed by Yari Cheney and Scott Freakin Mosier, uh, Grumpy Grinch plots to ruin Christmas for the village of Whoville. The voices of Benedict Cumberbatch, Rashida Jones, Pharrell Williams, Keenan Thompson, and Angela Lansbury. So the original was 22 minutes long. A short film. This is an hour and a half. It's yeah. so fucking padded, this stuff. <laughs> the 22-minute one felt kind of long. <laughs> felt stretched. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know what? The twenty-two minute one was fun, but mm-hmm. it had it had its limits. Um, say what you will about it. One point five hours is way too long because mm-hmm. I get to see the Grinch go shopping. That's true. Why? <laughs> yeah, I get to know a lot about Cindy Lou Who's mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Cindy Lou Who's mom. That's true. Where's the dad? <sighs> but she's she's late, she's late for the bus, man. Yeah, that's true. Oh, she's such a quirky mom. Oh no, she's but she can cook. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck me. Um, it's just, and we we get to meet the, the friends we didn't know the Grinch actually had. They're yeah. written for this film. Yeah. Uh, he he likes his Christmas lights and he likes to hug people and just <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is this? I don't know, man. I've I'm trying to pull up something here. I'll stall a little no, but bit. But you know what? Even even when I say that, I liked a couple things about the film. Yeah. I like the dog. Oh, yeah. Max, Max, Max is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Max just wants to be a good, loyal dog and to this prick. Mm-hmm. But he can't because the Grinch is mean. But the Grinch isn't mean in this film. He's just depressed and lonely. 
Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not a mean one, Mr. Grinch. He's depressed who should be on Paxil. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's a good point, man. Cumberbatch getting paid. Cumberbatch getting paid. Speaking of Cumberbatch, I've got a, a tweet review, Gene Shallot review for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote this. It has exactly zero replies, zero retweets, zero likes. It's standard Twitch stuff, <laughs> Twitter stuff. The Grinch. Are you feeling that Christmas itch? Be sure to tune in if you're a cumber bitch. Oh my god. The narration had me feeling like an NERD. The runtime is short enough that I didn't have to pee. The story is a bit of a snooze. Think I'll drown my regrets in a bottle of booze. Wow. <laughs> so there's my uh, review on on Twitter. Obviously, this film made money. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations for making it. But was this really necessary? It feels like it's one of those things where do they lose the rights to this if they don't make it every few years? <laughs> but didn't they make one a couple of years ago? Well, they made the Jim Carrey one yeah. probably 10 years ago. I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe 15 but I don't know. It, that's the way it feels. Uh, this doesn't need to exist. And I think the target audience is just the little kids who like minions. Good for them, I guess. This one is, uh, there's, there's not a lot to see here. You know what's terrible? I refused to walk in till I knew the movie had started. Oh, really? Thinking there might be a minion short. Okay. And there wasn't. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know. But I, I just, I, hate the minions so much <laughs> yeah. that there was no way I was going to subject myself. It was like the Olaf's frozen adventure thing. Yeah. I refused to watch minions. Oh yeah. So, uh, I heard illumination and I walked in like, Okay, <laughs> and it was yeah. a minion. Yeah, that's right. I can't escape them. Yeah. I really can't. You can't. No, but the movie made bank. It. Yeah. Made 70 something million dollars. So I guess it was good. Good that they made it. But, yeah. uh, you know, I hope kids liked it. Yeah. While their parents absolutely hated it. <laughs> That's right. There's no reason why they can't make a, a movie that parents and kids enjoy. Look at the studio we're talking to. Or how about they just make an original film that's an hour long and show the original Grinch before it? Yeah, maybe do that. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I don't know. They need to listen to our podcast, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Over three, over three feels bad, man. It's been it's been a while since I think we've been over three. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry yeah. about your luck. I hope we were entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next part of the show, the movie club. This is where Bill picks a movie. And he says, "Hey, you haven't seen this? Somehow knows I haven't seen it." And uh, we, I watch it. Bill watches it again. We come back here and we talk about it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little afraid here. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you were nervous about. I am. Movie. This this is a pretty notorious film. It's got a bit of a reputation behind it. Yeah. From the uh, the the two thousands French new wave of horror, uh, Inside, directed by Julian Mori and Alessandro Bastillo from France. A little synopsis. Uh, an attack and a home invasion of a young pregnant woman by a mysterious stranger who seeks to take her unborn baby <laughs> yeah. by any means necessary. Oh, dude. What the fuck is this movie? 
<laughs> I think it's a good one, personally. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, say what you will about the, the really gratuitous violence. If a story doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. Yeah. And I think the plot works. It does. It um, really does. Starring Allison Paradis and Patrice Daly. Whew, the mm-hmm. females, man. Yeah, they're incredible. Uh, especially Patrice Daly. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fucking, like, dressed in black, kind of, like, goth leather <laughs> yeah. thing she's wearing. <laughs> yeah. And how they always frame her in, like, shadows or yeah. darkness. And you see her silhouette. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's... And I'm just like, oh, step on me. <laughs> Torture me. <laughs> yeah. So the movie opens up with a car crash. Yeah. And uh, the woman who's pregnant's husband dies, mm-hmm. leaving her to be a single parent. Right. And it skips forward a little bit to Christmas, where it's Christmas Eve and she's about to give birth. Mm-hmm. And she's really sad about being a single parent. And she gets this uh, knock on the door. This uh, mysterious woman who says some weird stuff, kind of gets her thinking something's really kind of cryptic, kind of going on here. And uh, then shit just goes wild. <laughs> That's right. I am not joking. This is one of the uh, the great little slasher flicks. Yeah. Uh, then this is a slasher flick. A slasher involving a pregnant woman. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> that should not exist. Yeah. So let me do this. Yeah. Yeah. Scissors cutting belly. Ooh. Needle to neck. Stabbing by knife. Needles. Knitting needles. Stabbing. Uh, kaboom! Headshot. <laughs> Aerosol can. Lighter. To face. Oh, and uh, then you find out the twist. Yeah. What would you think of the twist, by the way? I love it. Cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was really good. I like how they, they tied it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Baby is coming. Oh, no. But don't worry. The mystery woman, she has a pair of scissors. <laughs> That's right. And fucking cuts her open, God damn it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <sighs> It is, and it, they don't pull any punches. No, no, no. It's a cesarean. Yeah. She, like, choppy, choppy. Yeah. And just, cut, the baby is stuck. She chops it open, takes the baby out, leaves the mother to die. Yeah. Bleeding everywhere on the yeah. stairs, and just goes and sits on the couch, <laughs> being nice to the baby. Yeah. Fucking credits. <laughs> yeah, man. Boom! And she's not a medical professional by any stretch. No, those are some ugly cuts. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah. Uh, wow. This is a slasher film taken up to 11, maybe 12. Oh, yeah. Um, Patrice Daly is awesome. Uh, it is a nasty freaking film. But you know what? I like a good nasty film. Oh, yeah. Occasionally, you got to watch one of these to, to you know, keep the palate nice and mm-hmm. refined. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Is not, this, is, this is not Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is times 50. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this film. I've always loved this film. Um, Say what you will about the violence. Mm -hmm. It is really terrible. (laughs) And it's really low budget, but still works. Oh, yeah. The special effects don't look stupid. Mm -hmm. The the, the end scene with the cutting, Mm -hmm. that shit is wicked looking. It looks... It looks legit. Um, The little cool things, like the... The weird homage to the shining in the bathroom with like oh, yeah. the knife, like, yeah. like the scissors going through <laughs> yeah. the wall and yeah. stuff like that. It's super cool. It's a really cool film. Yeah. And uh, cool that you liked it. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm super happy. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> I, I was kind of expecting you to be like, oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> that, I made it, it to about the 30 minute <laughs> mark. Yeah. yeah. 
It's interesting you say that. And you mentioned during the last episode, you're like, Sarah has probably seen this one because it's got a reputation. She said that she tried to watch it before and couldn't make it through. But yes. Yeah, she did sit through it this time and we both loved it. Nice. So, um, I think she tried to watch it like shortly after its release and didn't make it through because it was so crazy. But I love this film, man. I was like, my first notes here, capital letters, holy fucking shit this movie <laughs> rules and i said beautiful french women covered in blood is very much my sex sexual orientation <laughs> there's something about french women doing nasty stuff to each other while being covered in blood there's something hot about that uh also watch the movie raw by the way yeah for sure and um the night shots are pristine like the the french have an incredible eye for what's beautiful even in the darkness or even in blood like there's one night shot in particular where the woman, you see her out of the corner of your eye and she fades into the shadow. And it's just like, what is this? Is this like <laughs> some kind of supernatural shit? Like, is she just some kind of phantom? And it's so terrifying. Like, I hate when you when you know she's there and she's going to just come out of somewhere. You don't know what and you don't know what she's going to have in her hand. Man, she's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> she's a maniac. Yeah. Uh, she's incredible. They're both really incredible. Uh, I love how they're pitch perfect in this they they both show signs of like being vulnerable scared and badass and many times transitioning between those in very short periods of time <laughs> so i gotta ask the first real scene of violence is uh the pregnant woman's laying in bed and the the psycho woman takes the scissors down and kind of like pokes it into her stomach oh yeah did that yeah. did that make oh. you really super queasy yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that, are, are they gonna fuck oh, oh fuck, they're gonna do that <laughs> i cringed yeah. so hard because like you're picturing like She's, this gets to your your roots of fear like i'm like is this gonna happen to me while i'm sleeping tonight is some lady just gonna show up and like gut me like a fish and and <laughs> we're not exaggerating in the film she is supposed to go and deliver this kid the next day she yeah. is super pregnant yeah. like giant stomach mm -hmm. and she's an action hero in this film like <laughs> yeah. getting thrown around yeah. and she's like tom cruise oh, in, yeah. in mission impossible just like being thrown around it's yeah. unreal oh yeah i would say this is easily without hyperbole one of the most violent films i've seen in my life yeah uh serbian film yeah that's the thing with serbian film is <laughs> it took me a while to realize that yeah it is supposed to be like an absurd over-the-top comedy um this one is not a comedy it is the violence in this feels plausible and the practical effects that they use and i'm sure there's probably some cgi in there but i i couldn't tell you when it happened that's what fucks you up though right yeah the practical effects you're not yeah. you're not used to it anymore yeah you used to everything being nice and shiny yeah but this is just nasty and messy and it feels real like when people get sliced up in this movie it feels like yeah that's probably what would happen if you took um, a knife and dug it into somebody's side and twisted it around and shit yeah cool yeah <laughs> so home run on this one dude i'm super happy that sarah dug it yeah man because she's hardcore yeah she is hardcore dude. hardcore when she told me she didn't finish it i was like oh man i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah that's that's, and, that, that's like a seal of approval right there man yeah and because the much of the movie in the beginning is in darkness i did have a hard time sleeping that night like i kept freaking out thinking that lady was going to show up <laughs> with a huge knife and butcher me but it didn't happen thank goodness 
uh, sorry. That's <laughs> all good. I'm really not, but sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Serbian <laughs> film, that fucked up my sleep, too, just because the images are so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. definitely a crazy film. Yeah. The cool thing is, there's probably another good 10 films in the French New Wave of horror. Oh, really? For, like, next Halloween nice. for me to pick from. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Right on. They were on quite a roll. Nice. And they were all really kind of, like, stylish, cool films. That's cool. So, uh, but guess what? None of them were as bad as this one. <laughs> Yeah, violence wise. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we got the we got we got the two heavy hitters out of <laughs> nice. the way. Right on. And dead alive. Wicked. That's right. Yeah, dead alive was pretty pretty hardcore too. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're at a Halloween. Yeah. So no more horror <laughs> okay. for for a while, I guess. Yeah, for a few months, maybe. So how about a musical? Yes. <sighs> yes. Well, with some with some dancing. La La Land. No. 4K UHD. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, from uh, from the year 1979, the great Bob Fosse, All That Jazz. Sweet. Uh, starring the great Roy freaking Scheider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a really unexplainable film. You're going to have to watch this one. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a film you don't think you'll like mm-hmm. until you start to understand that you're actually really liking it. It's, cool. it's, it's, it's impeccable. Nice. Uh, the way it's shot, the way everything's choreographed, the music. And Scheider's never been better. Wicked. Never been better. Right on. And it has an ending mm-hmm. that just fucking kills. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a beauty, man. Criterion Blu-ray. Wicked. Um, yeah, crank it. I hope you enjoy it. Nice. Uh, it, it's a special film. Uh, I only saw it for the first time like two years ago. Oh, really? Uh, I saw it at the, the Cinematheque in Vancouver the night before a 24-hour movie marathon. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to be at that screening. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're, we're going uh, to fix that. Right on, dude. All that jazz. It's All fucking jazz. great. Wicked. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Uh, so if you want to join Movie Club, if you're listening, you can join Movie Club by watching All That Jazz or Inside or any movie we've watched during movie club send us your thoughts uh, twitter is the easiest way to reach us so send us your thoughts on twitter whether you want to send it as a mention or a private message um, we're all ears we'd love to hear from you and if you do write in we'll read it on the next podcast so it, it, it doesn't have to be the latest movie club selection that'd be cool if you want to but yeah it's been really really cool like i've had some of my uh, Twitch friends send me messages being like, hey, I listen to the podcast. And um, that dude, Anarchy, said he's wa- he watched Inside before. Nice. So, yeah, uh, that's really awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> any a, participation. Yeah, that film's got a reputation. Mm-hmm. So, cool. cool. Uh, wow. How much stuff did you watch in the last couple of weeks? Three or four movies. Cool. Do you want me to start? Yeah, might as well. Okay. So let's move on to the next part of the show, the lightning round. This is where we just talk about other movies we've watched between last episode and this episode that didn't get the main review treatment. Doesn't make them any lesser. Sometimes it does. (laughs) But other times, we're also playing catch-up, like I did in this one. So I finally caught up with Mid-90s, Jonah Hill's film. Nice. Uh, I love this film. Say what you will, but these movies come in cycles, right? Like... A lot of people talk about how filmmakers tell the story from 20 years ago. So that was Richard Linklater telling, you know, the 70s during the 90s. And now you've got these kids 
that grew up in the 90s telling their story now. And I guess Jonah Hill had a background in skateboarding in L.A. as a kid. And rap music. And, yeah, listened to a lot of hip-hop. Like, those were the things that defined his childhood. It's not autobiographical by any means, but it's just kind of inspired by that kind of culture that he grew up in. And um, I think the kids in this movie are incredible. Like, uh, I forgot the lead, but he was in... Killing of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's incredible. He has a weird name. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I forget how to say it, but I do kind of know it, but I forget how to say it, so I'm not going to try it. Yeah. But apparently he knows how to skateboard for real. And uh, Jonah Hill was at a skate park and saw him and he was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing some acting? And he's like, yeah, I just finished a movie with Yorgos Lanthimos called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. (laughs) That's right. Jonah Hill's like, for real, like, I just thought he was some skateboard kid, but he was also an actor. And the other kids in the movie, they were apparently professional skateboarders and turned into actors. And I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, because sometimes non-professional actors just ruin films. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like this one, too, actually. Uh, There's a movie from earlier this year that I I should get you a copy of called Skate Kitchen. Oh, right. It's the female version of this. Okay. And it's better. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right It's really good. Cool. Um, But yeah, this this feels pretty cool to me, uh, authenticity wise. Mm -hmm. Love the music. A couple of the characters are a little overwritten. Mm -hmm. Especially the... uh, the guy with the hair who's always getting into trouble. Oh, he, I fuck thought, shit. Yeah, I thought he was a little overwritten <laughs> at times. Yeah, um, little little too over the top, but uh, extremely watchable film, especially yeah. for being his first film. Yeah, man, I'll give him super credit for that. Like yeah. that's it looks good. Uh, the music mm-hmm. music choices are great. Yeah, especially the Jizza and the Rizza song, Liquid oh. Swords. Yeah, one of my favorite Wu Tang songs. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's better than I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, I kind of expected it to be really amateurish. Yeah. But it did not come off that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a fine line. It could have been really amateurish or really this. And yeah. It, it, was, it was good. Because, yeah, you think about first time filmmaker with non actors. Yeah. Like, that's a formula for disaster. But they pulled it off. Yeah. It's, it's good film. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And if you're thinking about seeing it, uh, just check it out. It's it, it avoids all of the nostalgia bullshit that we usually hate in movies and TV shows, too. Uh, Weirdly, there was an Arcade Fire song in the movie. Oh, I missed that. Which was, came out in like 2007 <laughs> or eight or something okay. like that. You're like, oh, bullshit. I, I totally was. I was like, oops. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Send him a tweet. I should. <laughs> Speaking of bodied... Speaking of bodying people on the internet... Finally got to rewatch it, eh? Yeah, we got to rewatch Bodied. It played uh, here in Victoria, and thankfully, one of the producers booked the film here. One of the actual filmmakers presented it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Some bullshit hack pretended he was like part of the movie or some shit. He almost made it sound like he directed it. <laughs> That's right. But, hey, hometown screening, uh, Caleb Worthy, is that his name? Yeah. The lead. All his family was here. All his friends were here. So it was cool. He was on FaceTime in the lobby with his parents. And they were all, he was, they were taking him to everybody who was in the lobby saying hi and stuff. So we waved at him at one point. I missed that part. I was getting food. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he was on FaceTime. Got me some pizza. <laughs> yeah, the mom and dad, they were taking turns walking around, and he was just saying hi to everybody. Um, so that was cool. And, and 
and good on him because uh, I don't think that crowd was ready for that film. They weren't. No. No. <laughs> no. Nobody's ready for that film. No, they're not. It's great, man. Like, the uh, social commentary is very timely, and Joseph Kahn has got one hell of a voice in this film, and I love it. It's actually, Bodied is the reason why I'm taking this path to discuss the way we use language today, and I'm really putting that into my um, Twitch stream. In the movie, it's kind of like, and it's in the trailer, but there's one line that's kind of a throwaway line, but I think it's one of the most powerful lines in the movie. It's where he goes, words are weapons, and he's doing like (laughs) slam poetry. Um, But I, yeah, words have a lot of power and uh, used the wrong way or the right way. Well, Viggo Mortensen found that out a couple of days ago, eh? Oh, did he? He was he was doing a, a, a Q&A for his new movie, Green Book, okay. which is supposed to be going to be like a really big Oscar film. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves the film. And it's, it's sort of like the, it's sort of like a Driving Miss Daisy kind of film where... Okay. Um, Mortensen is driving Maharshala Ali's character okay. across America. And Vigo was talking about something about the N-word and how really? and how something had... I, I don't know exactly what he said, but he actually said the word. Oh, no. And people freaked out. Yeah. He was trying to say something really, really deep and poignant, mm-hmm. and it came off as bad because he said the word. Yeah. And, everybody, and he was like, I didn't mean anything by it. Like, I was just trying to, like, say it, but you... You just can't you say just that. Can't, do that. can't say that word. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what bodied is. Like yeah, yeah. the whole movie is <clears throat> just the the Callum Worthy character keeps on upping it. Yeah, and yeah. upping it. Yeah, until the end where he just goes too far. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, as I said, we we live in a pretty whitey neighborhood, and I don't think the city is ready for that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a conversation worth having, and um, on a much lower scale and in a much different ballpark, um, I think this could be the kind of film that catches a snapshot in time, uh, the way "Do the Right Thing" does. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say this is the "Do the Right Thing" for this generation. I'm not saying that at all. But like the conversation that comes, that follows this film, and that should continue well after this film exists. Um, it's important, man. It's an yeah. important film, and it's it's great that it's a great film. So it'll be on YouTube Premium by the end of the month. <laughs> and the cool thing is, is that if you talk to Joseph Kahn, he doesn't give a fuck. No, no. He will say anything to you. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, I'm glad he didn't pull any punches, and I'm glad he stuck to his guns. He... Wanted to find a distributor who would just release it the way it is. Hot, hot take. Yeah, hot take. I like detention more than I like bodied. Oh really? Okay. Detention is pretty damn slick though. I really like detention. Yeah. I think it's super underrated, and more people should talk about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I yeah, I think he that's the Joseph Kahn sweet spot that I really like. Okay. Yeah, but uh, bodied's really good. Yeah. I still can't give Body of Five, though. Okay. I tried. Yeah. I really tried. Yeah. Just, That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then I finally caught Game Night. And Ooh. <laughs> I laughed a lot. Really? I had a really good time watching it. Um, but you warned me ahead of time. You you saw it, and I actually didn't see it because of you, and because I trust your judgment. And I, I'm glad that I you know, waited until I saw it at home uh, so I could just watch it from the comfort of my, my couch. Um, yeah, I watched it with Sarah. We both laughed a lot. But like you said, 
back when you watched it, it's like these characters are just deliberately very stupid for no reason. They do very stupid things. Like the Denzel bit, like it's kind of funny at first, but then it just goes on for 15 minutes. They are long. the stupidest people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, cause that's the only way this movie will work. Yeah. I'm just not into that. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> right. I didn't. But yeah, the way people talked about it was like the second coming of, of, you know, adult comedy. It's like, it was like the savior of comedy when it came out and it's not that groundbreaking. Um, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I laughed a lot. I'd watch it again, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be making any lists of mine this year. <laughs> so that's my lightning round. Is that it? That's it. Cool. I watched uh, Beautiful Boy with okay. uh, Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays a an addict, and it's about his dad trying to save him from the world of drugs. And it's more about the Steve Carell character and on how the dad has to hit a low point, like like rock bottom, because there's pretty much no way he can save his son. It's kind of an interesting view. Okay. It's always about the junkie. It's never about the parent hitting bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 good. It's not great. Yeah. is really good. Steve Carell's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an Oscar bait film. Okay. It's like a three out of five all day. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 good. It's not great. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's better films than that. Yeah. To watch about the subject. Uh whew. ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the film of the podcast. Okay. This is the film of the podcast. The Guilty. Holy shit. Okay. This is a goddamn film. Really? Uh, it played at VIF, and I missed it because I couldn't schedule it in my schedule. Oh. And everybody saw it. was like, that's the film of the festival. Damn. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Damn. People I know saw it, and they rubbed it in my face. It played Fantastic Fest. Went over huge. Played VIF. Went over huge. Nice. It's like phone booth. Okay. This guy who did something as a cop gets demoted to the the 911 desk. Okay. And he gets a phone call from a woman who says, I've been abducted by my husband. Please help me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my kids are alone at the house. Please send a cop there. Okay. So he sends the cops there. One of the kids is dead and the other kid's alive. And he gets super invested in it. Mm-hmm. And it's all this one shot of him talking to people on the phone. Okay. And he gets progressively more into this story mm-hmm. and all this stuff starts to unwind. And holy shit, did this movie get me? Wow. Holy shit, did this <laughs> movie get me? Really? It is so good. Nice. For being so stupidly simple. Yeah. It is goddamn perfect nice it's the film of the podcast oh shit it is on itunes yeah you can rent it right now the guilty the guilty wicked one of the great films of the year nice that shocked me how great it was (laughs) damn yeah that's that's a cool thing about film festivals or you know a situation like this where you didn't see it but you got to see it and it delivers that's awesome. It uh, it was against uh, Vox Lux at VIF, which okay. was a big movie. Yeah. And then it was against the Closing Night Gala at VIF. Oh, man. And it was just, I couldn't miss that. Yeah. And uh, we were recording our final podcast, and Lisa, the girl, one of the girls who was with us on the podcast, and we're like, what's your number one film? She's like, The Guilty. No, man. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. And you talked to Will Lindis. Yeah. He loves the guilty. Nice. Uh, it's 
great. Wicked. Yeah, absolutely great. Right on. Uh, one of the highest recommendations. I love these little films, man, nice. that come out of nowhere yeah. and just kick your ass. Nice. So, yeah, highest recommendation. Well, which country is it from? Uh, Germany. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's subtitled. Yeah, it's subtitled. <laughs> I don't want to read a book at a movie. Sorry. <laughs> then it's your loss. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you, you're missing out on one of the great films of the year just because you're a stupid idiot. Oh, yeah. You're like, I just, I, I can't get my head above that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. be better. <laughs> That's right. Be better. Open your mind, yeah. bros. Uh, so, the long-lost Orson Welles film on Netflix, The Other Side of the Wind, which is really strange. Okay. Um, he only edited about half of it. Okay. So it's not, he wrote a bunch of notes and a bunch of other people re-edited it to what it is now. Okay. It's two hours long. Uh, it's really edited. Mm-hmm. Like, like Michael Bay edits. Oh, wow. Like, bam, 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 oh, bam. No. And I'm like, oh man, this is so annoying. Like the first like 20 minutes of the film is like editing the film. Yeah. But then it kind of slows down and you kind of get the vibe of it and it becomes a really good Orson Welles film. Okay. Uh, kind of about how uh, Hollywood's just kind of bullshit. Okay. And how like the rich and powerful aren't really like they're, they're, they're like human beings. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a weird film, but um, Orson was so ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, nobody was doing edits like that back in the day. Yeah. And he just did it because he's yeah. Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting film um, that I don't think quite works, but I'm still really happy I saw it because oh, Orson yeah. Welles was a goddamn genius. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I watched uh, a documentary about the making of The Other Side of the Wind. Oh, yeah. That Netflix put out right after it called The Love, They'll Love Me When I'm Dead, which supposedly that's what Orson Welles said. Okay. Yeah, because... Um, Orson Welles was more or less blacklisted right. after Citizen Kane. Right. And he made another film that got chopped called The Magnificent Ambersons. Okay. It's never been seen in its full version. Wow. Um, but uh, he kind of got blacklisted and made films in Europe. And uh, the reason The Other Side of the Wind never got shown is because the Iranian government owned part of the film. Oh, really? Yeah. I found That's that wild. I found that out in the documentary. Uh, huh. So he had to, they had to, to get the rights back from the Iranian government, they had to pay a bunch of money. That's insane. Yeah. Huh. Really weird. That is weird. But it's, it's a good documentary too. Cool. Um, last but not least, but definitely least, fuck it. Okay. Uh, the girl in the spider web, Claire Foy is Elizabeth Slander. Uh, Jesus Christ. This movie blows. Yeah. Uh, I, I Did you know Lakeith Stanfield's in this film? <laughs> what? I was supposed to like Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> oh, damn. I know. Like, uh, There's people in this film I'm supposed to like. Yeah. I like Claire Foy. So not, okay. not, 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 not in First Man. <laughs> but uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's in it. The, the, the guy who played uh, Bjorn Borg in Borg vs. McEnroe plays, okay. plays Michael Bloomfist. Mm-hmm. Except for in the other movies, he's like thirty years older than Elizabeth Salander. Yeah, yeah. In this one, he's like twenty five. <laughs> That's crazy. And she's the same age as him. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, it's it's their it's their way of trying to make Salander uh, into like a James Bond Mission Impossible kind of character. That's brutal. And it, just, it doesn't work. Yeah. At all. <laughs> 
Um, that feels like a betrayal of that character. It kind of does. It's so bad. Um, and, and really, when it comes down to it, you had David Fincher. You had David Fincher. Yeah. How'd they fuck that up? So, by giving it to Fidi Alvarez, the oh. director of Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake. Guy's a hack. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. That yeah. bad, eh? Uh, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, and I love the, the original. Mm-hmm. The trilogy, and I love the Fincher version. Yeah, Fincher was really good. Uh, I know people don't like that one as much, but I I think it's really good. Yeah, and that Fincher shoots the hell out of that film. Yeah, uh, but man, uh, this is a complete disappointment. That's too bad, and it bombed, so nobody yeah. else wanted to see it either. That's crazy. The Fincher movie made money too. I don't get it. Like they just mm-hmm. gave up on it. That's weird. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's cool. It. Well, I guess we can. Um, Man, that's a that's fun though. Like we're we're getting back into the rhythm of things here at the green screen of death. The cool thing is that the it kind of picks up. Yeah, we got some good movies to watch. Oh now. yeah, because so, we see how we were over three this episode. Yeah, that's right. What do we have coming up? Uh, Friday, November sixteenth. Did you see the first Fantastic Beasts movie? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, are you going to see Fantastic Beasts too? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> I really don't care for it. I don't care for Johnny Depp. I don't care for him either, but uh, uh, I feel like I have to see this one. I didn't like how Eddie Redmayne, he's so aware of what he's doing. And while he's in the movie, the first one, it's like, I can't wait to go on Tumblr after this movie. And watch everybody gif me and post memes about me. And it's just, fuck you, Eddie Redmayne. Fuck you fuck you johnny depp yeah <laughs> is there a worse human being right now than johnny depp like i, I that i actually i would i would never pay for another movie that he was in like starring mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um yeah, yeah the, the bad people have more or less been cast out of hollywood but he's still here yeah and he's looking really weird yeah he's yeah. like he's lost 100 pounds yeah it's not a good look. No. Uh, I'll see it, but begrudgingly. Uh, hey, a new Mark Wahlberg film, Instant Family. Pass! <laughs> yeah. When's the last movie he did that was good? The, <laughs> the, yeah. The other guys? <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Whew. It's been a while. Yeah, that's been really, Mark. Yeah, Instant uh, Pass. You can stump people at the water cooler with that one. <laughs> The Departed. Oh, yeah. That's true. He's Say hello to your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't be seeing the Marky Mark movie. Yeah. Instant Family is a pass. Yeah. Uh, Widows, the new Steve McQueen oh, film, yeah, looks dude. fucking great. And yeah. I've heard it's really good, so yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Probably my most anticipated film of the next episode. Right on. Same uh, here. Heard it's amazing. Nice. Uh, can't wait. Can't it actually, and it actually Steve opens McQueen. here, thankfully. Cool. Uh, Green Book, the movie that Viggo Mortensen said stupid shit about. Okay. Um, won the audience award at TIFF. Heard it's really good. Cool. Can't wait to see that. It'll open here in six weeks. Yay. Uh, and uh, that movie I, I pimped from VIF a couple weeks, last episode called Jonathan. Okay. It's on VOD. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Cool. Ansel Elgort is a... Oh, right. It's pretty damn good in that film. Nice. And then we have a short week because American Thanksgiving. Right. So on Wednesday, November 21st, Creed 2. Oh, that's right. Cool. Without Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Is that we'll going to be a big loss? I it, think it I is. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan's in it, so... 
and he's fighting Yvonne Drago's son. Yeah, that's right. That's some Rocky Four shit right yeah, there. That's right. And I love Rocky yeah. Four. Yeah. Rocky Four is the best Rocky film. I, I am. I'm right. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I'm right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Just on the topic for a second, like the talking about director and actor and stuff, I've been listening to a lot of like Jonah Hill podcasts <laughs> that he's been involved in. One of the coolest things he said is the difference between being an actor and being a director is you're you're seen as an actor, but you're heard as a director. Nice. I'm curious how that'll apply to Creed 2 with a different director. Yeah, I'm uh that's 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 the big question mark movie in the next one. Yeah. Next show. Yeah. I hope for great things. Creed 1 is great. Yeah. It's a great film. I remember I remember when I walked out of that film I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is this it's a good time to be alive. Yeah, they this freaking did it. Yeah, man. it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yeah! Did you like Wreck It Ralph? I love Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, it's a good yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping they don't go like super duper like insidey on this one, like mm-hmm. with like games and stuff. Um, I have a feeling it could turn into like your, Ready Player One. Your it's like when your parents or your aunts and uncles learn about memes and think they're cool. <laughs> like, I hope it doesn't go down that path. Great. <laughs> and uh, Taron Edgerton is Robin Hood. Wait, that's actually coming out? It's actually coming I out. that was a fake movie. It's a movie. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Guy Ritchie joint. Is it actually Guy Ritchie? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it totally looks like it, though, oh, it's right? It's such a Guy Ritchie movie. Who uh, who directs yeah. that one? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not Matthew Vaughn. I know that. Yeah. But uh, is, is, is Jamie Foxx? Yeah, Jamie Foxx is in this one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, I saw the trailer, and... Yeah, that's a Guy Ritchie film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, it's directed by Otto Bathurst. Oh. He's done Peaky Blinders and Black Mirror. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's good. Yeah, me too. Dude, we liked King Arthur. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're like the only two who like that movie. I know. <laughs> so... It could happen. Yeah. And yeah. part of me thinks that if it was total crap, they wouldn't open it in November. They would have opened yeah. it in August. Oh, totally. It would have been, yeah, buried in August or February. Or yeah. Or so hopefully it's good. Yeah. And that's it. So that, cool. that, that that should be a good show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, we have stuff to see this time. Yeah. I don't, I, um, I'm, I'm saying it right now. We're not going over three next episode. No, definitely not. At least two for three. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> meatloaf yeah i look for any excuse to use that now <laughs> okay and i was just talking about bad memes and old people jokes and i just cracked one so Whatever. i guess i'm one of those people it's all good all right so i guess we should tell people where they can find us online uh you're on twitter i am at SoundJam 69 say hi and the show has a twitter account technically it's at the green underscore screen i'm on twitter i'm at adrian underscore charlie say what up we're also on facebook you're going to search for the green screen of death hit like and if you want to check out any of our older podcasts even the first one. We don't recommend it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Not, don't listen to the first five or six. <laughs> That's right. Skip them entirely. But we do have some stuff there. It's thegreenscreenofdeath.com because most podcast platforms, you can only go back a certain period of time. So if you want to listen to the old stuff, check it out. And uh, you, You've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. And yeah, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all that fun stuff. We're on the Google Play Store as well. 
Um, yeah. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. The ratings and reviews help us find a wider audience. That would be pretty cool if we could do that. So, yeah, if you've made it this far, congratulations. You get a gold star. And uh, <laughs> thanks very much for listening. We'll talk with you next time. Peace.